0: Hey friends, thank you for joining us today on the Barrington Area Banter, a place to get to know the people who live and work in the Barrington area. We are recorded at Gray Wolf Records and produced by Anthony Lackis. I am your host, Jennifer Fallett. Today in the studio, we have Matt and Randa Clark, owners of the Barrington Pet Resort, Tail Chasers Pet Care, and Pet Wands Arlington Heights in Barrington. Welcome today. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome today. Welcome here. How are you? <laughs> Great. Great. Good. How's, uh, how was your day today? It was good. Busy, but but good. Just
1: ended a playtime right before we came here. So okay. I might have a little dog drool on my clothes.
0: Yeah, well, I knew you were scheduled a lot today, so I'm yeah. glad you can make it in. Thank you. So um, tell us about your uh, your businesses here. We'll get into your background, but let's talk about each one a little bit as far as what they are.
1: Okay, I'll do Tail Chasers Pet Care. So we started Tail Chasers Pet Care in March of 2004. And the majority of our services are in-home services. So we do dog walking, pet sitting, dog training. And then two years ago, well, two years in September 2018, we purchased Barrington Pet Resort. So I'll let Matt talk about Barrington Pet Resort.
2: Well, Barrington Pet Resort is a place where we found that had lots of open space and, and yard area for dogs to play outside. So it's one of the first things that attracted us to um, the resort. But also, uh, Randa is an expert trainer, and what we wanted to carry over that uh possibility of training and also uh, start classes as well as, as we have now. But um, we had the idea of, of doing training as well as uh, with the pet resort, um, adding more services to the services that we offered before. So with the pet resort, it's, it's a half acre yard dedicated just to the dogs. And uh, we just we felt uh, kind of called to be there, and we love being around the animals. And so far, since we took over in 2018, the place never stopped. So we were just basically taking over for 20 years of of uh, clientele that had already been there. And it just kind of felt um, very organic to basically come in and uh, just start the services that we wanted to do right away. We also offer grooming. And, um, Brenda, you want to add some to that?
1: Yeah, the, the resort offers boarding and grooming and training. And we noticed when we took over Barrington Pet Resort that a lot of our tail chasers, pet care clients, started coming to Barrington Pet Resort, too. So now we get to see them in person. We do live yeah. there. So we eat, breathe, and sleep <laughs> pets <laughs> from the moment we wake up, wake up until the moment we go to bed. There's dogs everywhere. So it's kind of dog heaven
2: twenty four seven
1: three sixty five yeah <laughs> I <it>. love
0: it. <laughs> did you both grow up having dogs?
1: Yes, yes, I had dogs all my life, and then my grandfather trained hunting dogs too, so
0: well, that's fun.
2: And how about you, Matt? We had dogs and cats, but um really, until I met Randa, we kind of the way I was raised was kind of like the dog was just a pet in the house. When I met Randa, I kind of saw that she had not only a, a relationship with her, her pets to where she understood them, but I could see that she communicated with them and, and really taught me a lot of, of, of what she, how she communicated with them to where I kind of realized there were, they were much more than just a, a house pet. They were part of the family. And so that really attracted me, um, to basically want to, to have that kind of relationship, that communication with the animals too. Uh, So I've learned a lot from her since I've met her well over 20 years ago.
0: Yeah, that's actually a great point. I think that back in the day, animals were just in the house. They weren't considered part of the family the way they are now. And now people are just, you know, fur babies. They're just crazy about their pets. It's really, why, why do you think it's changed so much?
1: I don't really know. I mean, I think that people have, I mean, they're, they're,
0: a, um, Tough question. Yeah,
1: this is a hard <laughs> question. No, I mean, Natural I evolution mean, of our thinking. I think that people we were craving stuff, some maybe. emotional attachment that they weren't getting in other places, and dogs are absolute unconditional love. I mean, they're that's just what they crave and what they provide, and it's almost like having a, a toddler forever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, you touched on it. I, I think it's it's the part of you're you're dealing with an animal. Or another being that is absolutely accepting of you exactly how you are. You don't have to prove anything to them. You don't have to be any which way for them. You don't have to dress a certain way for them. They just love you unconditionally. And I think that is what I realized whenever I I, I saw Randa in her interaction with her animals, to where you know I quickly uh, fell in love with those animals too because they had such a a, a great way of of. Um, I guess just reacting to her commands. And so I saw that, you know, if she, if she motioned for them to sit, they sat. If she motioned for them to, to down, they they would lay down. If she told them place, they would go to the place. And I saw that that was just an amazing thing that she trained them to do. And I wanted to learn how to do that. So um, when we first started this venture, we were boyfriend and girlfriend and I, I was just kind of uh, spending time with what was it, Scruffy and, and Max at that time, um, taking care of them and 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 kind of she was showing me you know little tricks of, of how to uh, command them, you know for for um, whatever purpose uh, of training she was trying to show. So the way that we train, just to touch on that, is with positive reinforcement. So positive reinforcement is is something that Randa is is. Has shown me throughout the years, but it's it's not the only way that she learned how to uh, take care of the animals. And with positive, I think
1: think that might be part of why pet ownership has changed so much. I mean, previously, like in the seventies, you had to choke your dog to get them to behave. But then, as positive reinforcement started to take over, you can have a positive relationship with your dog without having to hurt them. Not everybody has the stomach to choke a dog or hurt a dog to get them to obey you out of fear and being able to reward them for the behavior that you want them to exhibit is a lot more, I guess, user-friendly.
0: <laughs> Isn't that horrible though, that someone would actually injure, hurt their animal to make them?
1: Right. And it damages the relationship. And so there wasn't that closeness between the animals and their and their families.
2: When a, when a dog is obeying out of fear... Um, instead of out of respect mm-hmm. and love, when they're obeying out of discipline, it, it kind of also, it, it breaks that relationship where the human that's having interaction with an animal is becoming, is, is becoming more stern too. So the reward is seeing that animal fear you instead of basically obey your command just because they respect and love and they, they like to be around you.
0: You know, it's similar to when your children, right? You don't want your children to to listen to you just because they fear you. Right. It has to be your respect. It has to be, you know, love and, and them knowing you have what's best, you have their best interest in mind. Right. And if you take care of your animals that way, it seems like they would get to know that same thing.
1: Right. Yep. Rewarding the, the good behaviors and finding alternate behaviors for the ones that you want them to stop.
2: Right. Now, yeah, we always kind of put it with people that are just kind of understanding why we do what we do and in the interaction of positive reinforcement is in in the way of if a if a person takes a job for the first day and the boss comes up and throws books at the table on the table in front of them and says, Learn this by twelve o'clock or you're fired. So that person's gonna be struggling all morning. They have no way of knowing how to, the boss wants them to get the job done. But they just have to figure out how to do it. Unless, or or there's the other part of it, and if your boss comes and says, I've got a stack of work for you, why don't you try to see what you can get done by 12 o'clock. At 12 o'clock, I'm going to come back, and we'll go through any questions you might have, and we'll see how well you did, and then, you know, we'll we'll basically work through this together. That's a job you're going to want to keep, and that's a that's a boss you're going to want to work for. And I'll
1: give you a reward at that. And I'll give you a reward at the end. I'll take you to lunch. Instead of worrying about being fired, you're wor- you're more worried about getting your reward at the end of the week when you get
0: paid. Exactly. So, so you wouldn't work
1: for free. Why would the dog work for free?
0: Right. Yeah, that's a good point. However, often we do work for free. It right. seems right. <laughs> Sometimes we do much more than we would expect right. to do. But I get your point, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um speaking of your background with with dogs and training, tell us about your background, Manda.
1: So, I went Oh, I've been all over with dog training. Um I I started out I have a degree in education, so you get a quite a bit of a psychology background there. And then after I graduated college is when I started pursuing dog training. So, because I had to work so hard with my dogs because I had scruffy and max and max was definitely a problem child so i had already done a lot of dog training just to get him to a point where he was able to be lived with so i went to arizona canine academy i believe it was 1999 yeah it was the end of 1999 through 2000 and it was a residency program so i was out there living in arizona working with dogs there from sunup till sundown with rocky boatman who actually took over part of the Petco training program for a while. And then after that, I just studied with anyone who would have anything to do with me. So I did a little bit with Chuck Tompkins, who um, works with sea animals. And then I went out and worked with a police dog trainer out in Arkansas and got to work with police dogs. And we even... At Arizona Canine Academy, we even got to work with some prison dogs, which was super fun. Wow, yeah. Yeah, the really, really deep, intense training. And then I just studied with anyone who would work with me. I worked with a dog trainer down in southern Illinois. Anyone that I could learn from, I went and worked for free and absorbed knowledge and read thousands and thousands and thousands of books. I've been to several conventions, seminars. Uh, I was a member of APDT, and they have a lot of really good seminars where you get to learn from a lot of amazing trainers. I really, I studied with Sue Sternberg, Gene Donaldson. There's tons and tons of them because you you pick up a little bit from each one and then you kind of meld it into your own technique instead of having, you know, I only do this thing. It's good to have a big toolbox because you never know what you're going to run into. One dog may respond really well to one technique, but the next dog, it might not work for it at all. And you have to you have to have enough tools in your tubo- toolbox to be able to pull something different out. It's really a lot of trial and error with with dog training. I mean, obviously, you're rewarding the behaviors you want, but some dogs aren't as easy to motivate as other dogs.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I think similar to children, they don't all learn the same. Right. And animals are probably similar. Right. It's absolutely similar. I still swear that some of the dogs that I work with need some occupational
1: therapy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're going to have to do something it's with that. totally true. Because all of a sudden, though. no, it's I'm t- just laughing thinking, <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. And then, so, but you also have a musical background. Yes.
1: Yes. So I have a degree in music education from Illinois State University. I studied to be a band director. Um, I played the flute, minored on the trombone and had a little bit of piano background too. But you learn every instrument when you study to be a band director.
0: Okay. And then was your end result though for the pet training to... To actually have a boarding house like you have now, or was it just to be a a trainer? What was your goal when you were doing all that schooling? What
1: I really specialized in is behavior problems and fixing dogs that already have some problem behavior set that they've just been repeating over and over and helping owners develop a relationship with their dogs so that they can help fix these problems and also teaching them ongoing because – you can't really pay a dog trainer to be in your house 24-7. You have to learn how to teach your dog yourself. So I focus a lot on educating the owners on how to train their dog themselves and how the the system of rewarding
0: behaviors works. Do you find that the dogs that need more of that special um, occupational therapy type are... <laughs> are um, were they rescue dogs? Were they dogs that had multiple owners and never felt secure? Do you like what what's the it's background? Really, that you see? I work
1: with a lot of rescue dogs and it's really hard to know what they went through before I see them. So sometimes it's just a lack of socialization. That's really especially during COVID right now, the lack of socialization is is big. Between
0: them and other dogs, you mean?
1: Between them and other dogs. I mean, there's a a small period of time where they need to experience the world so that they're not afraid in the future. And these dogs during COVID, they they haven't been out anywhere. They haven't gone to the store to go pick up a new dog toy. They haven't been in the car and gone, you know, to drive-throughs. I mean, I'm hoping people are taking their dogs out. But if you have a dog that's never seen a kid go by on a bike... They're gonna completely freak out when they see that they don't. They've never seen it before, and they're gonna think it's a threat to them and their person. So there's a there's a lot of socialization that needs to happen. And when when you rescue, you don't you don't get that that time period of puppyhood where they're open to new experiences. So you have to go back and do a lot more practicing than they would if they had 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 that in the beginning. And I see a lot, especially around here, a lot of dogs that. Need a lot of exercise that are in homes that don't don't have that ability. I mean, some of these dogs like even my dog, I have a German short hair pointer I mean that's a hunting dog. That's a dog that can go out and hunt in the field for twelve hours straight without stopping and now you're going to put him in a little bitty apartment where you commute to work all day and you're you're gone twelve hours a day and you wonder why when you come home, he's shredded his bed, he's shredded the wall, he ate the couch. they just it, a lot of people don't understand how much exercise and interaction a dog does require.
0: You know, and we're going to talk about that. I'm going to ask you um, about specific choices of breeds that people might want to pick based on their level of activity. But Matt, let's talk about your background as well, because some people um, may know your name—that you are a former lead singer, songwriter for Seventh Heaven mm-hmm. and other bands. So, tell us about that.
2: Well, that was a long time ago.
1: <laughs> I knew she was going to throw that. <laughs> oh, on of you. course. <laughs>
2: I moved up here in, I think it was 2001, uh, from Nashville. I had lived there for a few years. I used to work for a telecommunications company and that's what really brought me to Chicago. But I did start talking to um, uh, Richie from 7th Heaven. Well, I lived in Nashville, wrote a couple of songs. Um, I was, that was back in the day when mp3.com was really big and I'd written some songs that were out there in the world. And, and two of them landed number one on uh, the Australian mp3.com charts. And that's how Richie heard about me. And so he reached out to me one day saying that he had this band here in Chicago that had been around for a few years. And that uh, his his lead singer at the time uh, was, was uh, basically leaving the band and he was looking to find uh, a new singer. I looked at the opportunity as, well, I want to get my my songs heard, so um, I decided to, I had a choice of moving to New York or Chicago for my job. And I chose Chicago, and I thought, well, this is a great opportunity for not only me to grow uh, with my company, but also have a weekend gig. So I moved up here to Chicago and started working with 7th Heaven, as well as um, with my telecommunications company, T-Mobile at the time. Wrote about thirty-two songs that summer. Wow, that's with, impressive. With Richie and uh, we we were getting ready to um, record a thirty-song album. Wow. At the time, and so and that's that's kind of when Randy came into the picture.
0: Yeah. Were you a groupie?
1: No, I was <laughs> I was friends with the other singer and came yes. to a recording session at Richie's house. <laughs> that's where I met him. Was a yeah. recording session for Seventh Heaven.
2: Very cool. Yep and so many many years later and many bands later um Brenda's kind of stuck by my side and and uh come to shows but also that allowed me to see that even though my music my passion was music um it was also when I learned how she had done what she did with dogs and and basically started a company, Tail Chasers Pet Care, from scratch, from door to door. I saw how hard she worked at that and I thought, wow, this is this is something she's very passionate about And not only did I notice her passion, but I started realizing my passion to work with animals too. So through her, basically she was she was my my Person, my teacher, my sensei, <laughs> and she the gateway. Doggy sensei. Doggy sensei. That's fantastic. The gateway to the dog world. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I fell in love with them too. And uh, it was amazing how many musicians that I've met along the way who absolutely love dogs and being around them. So had lots of talking points in the music industry with dogs. And after I, I got off stage a few years ago, um, basically, uh, with with the way that we, we started uh, this business together, um, I was helping her with marketing, and she was going door to door and, and joining um, Chamber of Commerce groups all over the place and speaking and being invited to speak, training uh, people with how to interact with their dogs and different situations that came up, behavioral counseling, all, what I saw with her passion, uh, I wanted to be a part of that too. So, my background in music is is kind of, it seems like it was another life, yeah, compared to to now. Are it's you like, still
0: writing though at all?
2: I'm still writing, yes, still recording. Yeah, have my own little studio. Um, still still recording songs just never have time to finish them
0: where can someone hear your songs do the website or
1: on the background of the barrington pet resort videos (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) he does have some in the background (laughs)
2: yes
0: well that's awesome randa it sounds like you really built your business from scratch Yes. When he said that you went door to door, were you like targeting houses that you knew had pets and then saying, hey, I'm a dog walker? How did how did you how did you build the business? I really just talked to everybody that I could. I
1: mean, if I saw someone walking down the street with a dog, I'd be like, hey, do you need a dog walker? <laughs> I mean, Or do you need some help training? Like, Even now, when I see people walking down the street, if their dog is dragging down the street. I'm like, I should stop them and help them. <laughs> do you ever? I do. Yeah, <laughs> she does. Sometimes it's really, it's something really simple for me, but they're going to struggle with that dog for the next year when I could just help them really quickly. So I do. And I try to, I meet all kinds of people. It's really easy to meet people with pets because everybody wants Every, to tell you has about their pet. pet now. Yeah. Everybody wants to talk everybody about it. Everybody has yeah. a pet now. Even people who n- I never would have even considered a pet, they were stuck at home for
0: a year now. <laughs> yeah. My husband yeah. often comments about how growing up, he grew up in Barrington and Back then, you know, there were a handful of dogs on the block, but not like now. He always had dogs. Actually, they always had kind of crazy dogs. The dogs that people got rid of because they were they would bite and they would bark like little um, – what's the little dog? The little uh, – chihuahua? Yes. <laughs> he would have, like, yeah, they had an uncle <laughs> in Island Lake who would – every time they would be like, I can't have this dog anymore, it would go to my husband's family. And it would terrorize everyone. No one liked the dog. The dogs were mean. and. Right. But they, but they were probably never... I'm not saying the uncle was mean to them, but I don't know where the dogs came from. There's I'm,
1: actually a, a system with the chihuahua brain that causes aggression. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've, I've looked into it a little bit. Like there's something about the way that their brain is structured and how they deal with stress. Yeah,
2: it's, it's pretty time. amazing. Yeah. It it's kind crazy. of proves to you that you're called to do something when you go into any situation. Like with Rand and I, when these people approach us saying, my dog attacks everybody, or my dog... Dislikes men or even hates men. Yeah, Matt gets that all the my time. My dog,
1: doesn't like men. Don't send men for, don't send a man for the consultation. Yep. My dog hates men.
2: I'm the one that comes for they the consultation. They always love
1: Matt. They always have yeah. all the dogs love Matt.
2: It it's just something that uh, I I don't know. It's there's a certain gentleness that you have to have with the animals. There's a certain communication uh, that you have to be confident. Um, you can't show them fear, but you also you kind of just have to accept them and come in, kind of with a boldness of of making them accept you how you are. You know?
1: I think it's more about you. They know that you genuinely are excited to meet them. That's true. I swear they like think you're another dog. <laughs> I really do. You should see some of these dogs. You should see some of these dogs. We don't do this sniffing. <laughs> yeah. They swear he's another dog.
2: What they do is 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 th- their business. What? But I, I, yeah, I don't participate in that. <laughs>
0: I, it was just a joke. But. I know, I was <laughs> yeah. kidding. So, so speaking of the Chihuahua, you were saying they have kind of a something in their brain. Um, what kind of what breeds are good for people? Like, what would you say for someone? Let's talk about different scenarios. You're a family. Maybe you're just a uh, single. Maybe you're just two adults, no kids, or you have other dogs or you have other animals.
1: It really, they really need to look at what what kind of experience they want with their dog. Right. I mean, if you just want a dog that's going to be there for when you want to pet it every now and then, you
0: should get a cat. Get a cat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
2: it really depends they, on the personality really of the person. They
1: require, I mean, they, they all require a lot of attention, but it, it really depends. I mean, some people really like the dogs with the floppy ears. Some people like the dogs with the pointy ears. You have to actually, I mean, you have to figure out what type of dog you're attracted to. But I see so many times like, You know, an 85-year-old lady who doesn't really want to do a lot of exercise, she just wants to watch TV, gets a husky. And it's, I mean, Mm. like, you got a dog that's bred to pull a sled. And you wonder why it's pulling you down the street. It's so, I mean, there almost needs to be, like, a doggymatch.com or something where, like, you enter in, this is what I want my dog to be like, and this is what I'm like, here's the dog for you. And a lot of the rescues are getting really good at that. Because I work a lot with the German short hair Pointer Rescue and I love my German short hair Pointer, but they are not for everyone. I mean, they're really super, super clean, need a ton of exercise, very smart, will get into trouble if you don't give them what they need. And so they're very careful about finding a home that they're going to thrive in. And the dog, I mean, the people and the dog, you don't want the dog to be miserable, but you also don't want the people to be miserable. You don't want them returning the dog. Right. And I think... That's that's part of why I think people are matching up better with the dogs, too, is the rescue groups are so passionate about whatever dogs they're placing. They don't want them to come back because then the more times they get returned, the more damaged they become.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: And one of the things here that Tail Chasers really hones in on, too, with our training is that we try to explain. I mean, there's been a lot of dogs that have been rescued during covid And people are coming to us saying, I don't know what to do with my dog. I don't know why they're acting this way. One of the things that we can do is work with them and show them how to manage those behaviors.
1: And everybody always wants to rescue a puppy. And the people that I've worked with, because I do do some service where I'll go with them to the rescue to help them or or the shelter, wherever they're wanting to get their dog from to help them pick which one they should get. And everybody wants puppies. But unless you really know what you're doing... There's so many periods during puppy development where you can do a lot of damage if you're not doing the right thing at the right time, and I always tell people, I'm like, why, why a puppy? Why? I mean, why not get an adult like you their personality is already developed? You know what they're, you know what how getting. they're gonna act? <laughs> yeah. are they all over the place or are they just sitting there
0: kind of chill? It's probably because they're so cute and little. Right. It's like people like, I they're think cute that's got a little what bit. It is. Like, they can only hold their bladder for a couple hours. Oh, yeah, I they're mean, definitely a lot of work. I remember. Yeah. yeah I mean, for however puppies. many
1: months old they are, that's how many hours they can hold their bladder. Like, do you really want to get up in the middle of the night and take this dog out? Are you willing to take it and make sure that it sees umbrellas and bicycles and skateboards and cars going by and the UPS man and the mailman? Like, are you willing to take them out and do your sensory diet that you need, like they need to have all these experiences so
0: that they're not afraid later. And the crying at night too, <laughs> right? Hearing right. the puppies cry. I was saying, I remember when we were, we had dogs growing up and whenever we'd get a new puppy and it was always a, a given away puppy. And, you know, um, actually one, one came out of a, a house, a building was on fire in the city and they rescued a bunch of dogs and we got one of those puppies and he, you know, would cry forever at night and, yep. you know, I, don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, got, it's not easy to... Raise right. a puppy, but they are super cute,
1: right? But. And if you, if you're getting a puppy, like there's there's breeders out if you're looking for breed specific too, and they're usually really good about choosing owners. If you're if you're dealing with a responsible breeder, they're really good about choosing owners that are a right fit for that breed of dog. Except as for well. the
0: puppy mill breeders, yeah, right. They
2: they yeah. just want
1: money. They, they're usually just in a pet store, and yeah. They, yeah, all they, they do don't is, care can you the pay dog. the bill, right? Yeah,
2: and it yeah. depends on the schedule of the person too. I mean, if you're working sixty hours a week, you know, and and don't have time except on the weekends for yourself, a puppy's not the best fit for you. Or
1: you can bring it to us. Yeah. (laughs) Here you go. We have all kinds of programs for people who want to have a dog but want to have a weekend dog, you know, because they need to work a lot during
0: the week. So when the dog comes and they live and play and they're all they have a a blast and doggy heaven. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. So um if you so talking about the kinds of dogs, if you have a family and um, you want to get a dog for your kid, like what are some good breeds that people are are getting that that don't come with a, a lot of history of medical expenses and they do well with a bunch of kids or several kids?
2: Well, sometimes Labs, people make probably. the mistakes of picking breeds and it's, it versus the, personality, right? Versus personality. Right. I mean,
1: it depends how big your house is. You know, if you have a decent sized house, you could fit a larger dog. I personally like, I really like the terriers, but the owners of the terriers really, you have to be smart. I mean, they're, they're going to take advantage of you if you're not, but they're nice because they don't shed because a lot of times, especially first time dog owners don't realize what dog hair it includes. I mean, it's, it's in your cabinets, Mm -hmm. it's on your couch, it's in your baby's mouth when they start to crawl. I mean, it's, there's hair everywhere. So I, I personally like the terriers a lot. They're small. They, uh, kind of have their own personality. They're not super clingy. And so they don't have to be right next to you all the time and they'll they'll entertain themselves. But they also can be difficult on leash because they'll snap at other dogs if they're not socialized properly. And they're very headstrong and stubborn. But some of the terriers require a lot of grooming too. So it depends if they have the budget to take them to a groomer every eight weeks or 12 weeks, depending on your schedule. A lot of people always go to the the standard, oh, I'm going to get a Labrador mm-hmm. or a Golden Retriever because I have kids and they're good with kids. And I can tell you they are not That's always good. That's what I good. always hear.
0: That's why I was they are kidding.
1: not always good with kids. I, I've seen a strain of Golden Retrievers around Arlington Heights that are actually super bad with resource guarding, right. which is what you don't want when you have a kid. I mean, they're going to guard toys. They're going to guard food on the floor. They're going to decide that your kid's blanket is theirs and not let your kid have it really early resource guarding in some of these golden retrievers. So it doesn't always, the breed doesn't always stay true to what their temperament should be like. You really have to evaluate it on each individual dog. And I've done a few, where a few customers have contacted me ahead of time and I've gone with them to meet the litter and go through the different puppies and say, you know, this one is going to be a little bit more headstrong than what you're looking for. You want someone that's a little bit more passive, maybe not as smart, but still like a little bit more compliant. Mm-hmm. And um, it just, it varies greatly even just between a litter. The The breed isn't always necessarily going to be the way to pick the dog. right? Gotcha. But you also have to really, I mean, if you want, if you really want to go, you know, sledding with your dog pulling you, you could get a Husky. But if you're not going to, run five miles with that Husky every day, I don't know that that's really gonna be the dog for you, even though they're beautiful and they're wonderful,
0: they're just a lot yeah. of work. I was, I was one time I was picking something up um, that I was buying off of like Craigslist or something, and I, I was sitting in the driveway afterwards and I was watching the, the lady let her dog out and she had some kind of herding dog and she had a corner lot and a huge property. And I sat there for like five minutes and the dog did not stop running from one end <laughs> to the other end and I thought this was so entertaining, I could have sat there all day, but I had to get back home. But I, I couldn't believe. And I kept thinking, I want to bring my kid back here so we can just park and like stalk this dog. I've
1: seen it was, a lot of the so herding cool. dogs around this area that chase the airplanes. Because oh, they can really? see the airplanes flying over. And so they'll run oh, from one fun. side of the house to the other side all day.
2: Yeah I was going to say it, it, a lot of people think border collies are really cute puppies but then you've got a dog that's growing up that's basically barking at you trying to keep you on one side of the house and, to it, make sure everybody's and it's everybody's smarter than you and it's smarter than you so that that's something yeah. you have to take. As
1: long as your children are going to sit in a circle in the middle of the room, mm-hmm. get a border collie.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Every preschool should have that or right? Oh, right? That
1: would be fantastic. Yeah. That would
0: be a good idea. <laughs> Except they'll All nip at right. their
2: ankles. Oh, <laughs> right, and okay. some but materials are the same they're way, They're brilliant.
1: Too. Though. I mean, to be a dog trainer and work with a border collie is amazing because they're they're so incredibly smart.
2: Right. Australian Shepherds, the same way. They're beautiful yeah. dogs, and they might have beautiful light blue eyes or one color brown and the other one blue and people fall in love with that but they they're super smart and uh they'll train you before you train them
0: yeah we had we grew up with mutts and um we had one in particular he he was such a such a good dog and then he he died of a broken heart the year after my dad died because they were like best friends and um, whenever he had to go out, he would go and get my, my father's, um, like he was in his pajamas or whatever. He would go and pull my father's like jeans off the, the, the counter or the dress or whatever was in his bedroom. And he would, uh, pull them and, and leave him by the back door. He's, he's like, this is, I need to go out and you're not, you're not listening to me. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> right. force you to come. Right. And, uh, it was, yeah, he was, he was a pretty great dog and it was really heartbreaking when he passed, but without my dad, he had nothing to live for. Oh, you know, I was already out of the yeah, house. It's really we sad. Right We've on.
1: seen a lot show up in rescue right now that the owners got hospitalized due to COVID, and they didn't have any arrangements made for their dog. So, right, it's been it's been sad
2: finding forever homes for those pups. Though it's been it, it it's amazing when you see it. We've actually um, basically had a rehabilitation program set up at Barrington Pet Resort for rescues around the area. We're working with the German Shorthair Pointer Rescue here in Illinois and have had success in finding homes for for those dogs, but also working with and training those dogs that might be either a a little bit more aggressive than uh, what people are used to uh, or guarding, as Randa said, toy guarding or food guarding. We've worked with a lot of uh, cases and had some success with those as well. Throughout the years, do you have anything to add to that? No.
0: <laughs> sorry, I was taking a drink of water when you, you stopped talking. <laughs> I know, there? Sorry, I know. I'm like thinking to myself, "Keep talking, Matt. Keep talking." <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's all right. Um, because we're human here, just having a conversation. That's what happens. Um, so, anyway, aside from dogs, I know you have other animals. Right. So, what else do you have over there? Some cats or iguanas? Like what else? Oh, do that you hamsters. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We
1: we take care of cats and dogs yeah. at the resort, and then the boys have a have two hamsters that we rescued from a lady who her daughter wanted to see the process, and so her hamster had babies, and then she found really
0: good homes for them. Okay. Yeah. What's the um different most different animal that you've had boarded though? Didn't you? I think yeah, we, we just, talked before, and you told me some other animals. Yeah, they they, had.
1: we've had some birds that come, um, some rabbits,
2: yeah, some African greys in the past. What's an African? It's usually gray? That I don't they know what have that another. It's a bird. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: It's it's usually that they have another dog in the family. so...
2: Yeah, so most of the we time we
1: pets it for all kinds that's of. That's what animals. I'm talking yeah. about. What oh, yeah. do you take in? Because those are more in home, which is better. Mm-hmm. Like the sm- the prey animals and the small animals, it's better to take care of them in a home. Okay, just so they don't they get stressed out really easily. And that's so more tail t- chasers because yes. Baron's and Pet Resort is where right.
0: you board and train right. and yeah. so so there's dogs everywhere. Tail chasers
2: pet care. We've taken care of sugar gliders, rabbits,
0: and a sugar glider is what I don't know these animals
2: they're like flying squirrels. They're like a flying
1: squirrel. Okay, and they do fly.
2: They They, they jump eat from way one better side than I do. Steps. Like
1: they got yeah. they have all these fancy fruits. They <laughs> yeah. but they're very nocturnal. Bearded so dragons, only at night. some geckos, lots mm-hmm. of snakes, lots of birds, some yeah. really
0: awesome cats. Fish. There's some really amazing breeds of cats. And then out you there. have a staff that goes out and takes care of these yes, animals for yes, you. Yes. And tell me a little bit about your staff. Where do they do they have the, the training in this from before? Do you train them all?
1: Yeah, we put them all through our training program. They are all, everybody that works for us is certified in pet first aid and CPR because we want to make sure that they're able to know what they need to know in case of an emergency. Mm -hmm. And then our pet sitters and dog walkers go through a training on all sorts of things. Like they learn, you know, how to make sure that the doors are locked, how to open a garage door if the battery isn't working. um, And also...
2: Behavioral training, too, yeah, so, so they understand. Yeah, behavioral training
1: of, I mean, you're walking into an animal's house. Right. Some Sometimes animals can be a little bit protective or can be a little bit scared. You're not who they were expecting to walk sure. in at that time. So they learn all of those things. They get a lot of hands-on with a, with our other sitters and with us, just learning, meeting the different dogs and learning how each of the homes are set up. Everybody has different instructions. You know, some people want you to fill water bowls in the sink. Some people want you to fill water bowls with bottled water. I mean, there's everything is all laid out in their profile. So everything's customized to each of the homes that the the pet sitters and dog walkers go into.
2: Right. And we do a consultation with them before we sign them up so that uh, usually, I'll go out and meet those owners face to face. Kind of see the routine, meet the animals, see what their routine is. Um, follow that routine, but also have them update all their information in their profile so that whenever the pet sitter comes, they'll have all the information in one place. And so we're we're
1: one of them. the few. Pet, I mean, there's there are a few now, out there now, but we're one of the few pet sitting companies that has employees. A lot of them use independent contractors, almost like Uber and. Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So they can't provide any training. Those people just are contracting it out to somebody else. We actually hire our people on as employees so that we can train them and we can tell them what time to be somewhere and follow our instructions. Otherwise, they have disciplinary consequences, obviously.
0: There's a higher level of accountability, I think. Right,
1: right. And control. I mean, We like to know that everybody who does a visit for tail chasers is doing it to tail chaser standards, and our standards are high. And it was a huge impact when COVID hit because all these independent contractors like, sorry, we don't have any work for you. All of our people, we actually shut down for two full months because in the beginning of the pandemic, it was scary. Nobody really knew what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to make sure our employees were safe. So we laid everyone off. Well, while they were laid off, they were doing great. I mean, they got unemployment right away, plus the extra unemployment and if they had been independent contractors that wouldn't have happened so they were all very well taken care of and then when we brought them back we were able to have people ready to go and all their bills had been paid and
2: right
0: yeah. well that worked out great for them and yeah. being a
2: business we can be bonded and insured as well so when we're when our people are in people's homes if something happens like with with the frost and and the freezing that we've had lately, with broken pipes, and it happens while one of our pet sitters is in their home. Well, then we can, if if it's something that they turned on the water and a water right. main broke. Well, we can cover that.
1: And even like we, because they're employees, they they're covered under workman's comp as well. Like, right. We had one who was it was raining and she slipped and fell off of a deck and damaged her ankle. It was it, it was expensive <laughs> for mm-hmm. sure, but if she'd been an independent contractor she wouldn't have been able to go and get her ankle taken care of without having to pay for it with either her medical insurance or herself or you know having forbid going after the homeowner because right
0: right well it's great that you can provide yeah. provide these jobs to people right. what areas do you cover it's
1: big, wow. it's big. <laughs> arlington heights yeah, mount we started prospect displays mm-hmm. palatine elk grove village
2: Schomburg. Uh, Yeah, so
1: we go all the way to the the left, Schaumburg, Inverness, Hoffman Estates, and then all the way to the east. Barrington. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry, Des Plaines, yeah, over the east. But yeah, yeah, we 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 reached all the way. Barrington, Lake
1: Zurich, and all the areas around there.
0: And people who bring their animals to the Barrington Pet Resort, are they usually just local, or do you get anyone who is more... They
1: come from really far. Like where? Yeah, we have some... Indiana? Yeah, we have some that come from really far away.
2: Wow. Hour and a half away, two hours. Yeah, I know
1: a lot of people... I've said they come because we have really big suites for the animals and some people have really big dogs. <laughs> so we get a lot of like Great Danes. Clifford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have Clifford there right now. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah. Because our, our suites are four foot by eight foot with right. actual walls. So the cinder block walls, I mean, you can put a big dog in there.
2: And outside runs are four by 16. So.
1: Yeah. They have a lot oh, of room.
2: Yeah. We had, Um, I just had a, a tour, and we do free tours as well, so people can come to our facility and and, and book a tour to come see it. I had a lady that came from uh, England. Her family um, just moved from there to the, to the local area here. And she said that in England, where her dogs went was like farm. So they went to a farmhouse. And when she learned that we had an outdoor area that we, we love to have the dogs in, um, and, and that's basically their play yard. Um, She wanted to see what we had to offer. So she came and was very excited about it. And and for two weeks now, her dog's been there every single day for daycare.
1: Yeah. It's a little bit different than like the daycares that are inside of a warehouse or in a building because there's so many yummy smells and the grass and we have trees and a big half acre to run around
0: and cause trouble. (laughs) Yeah. When I visited your place a few months ago, I was noticing just how much room they have back there, and yeah. it's, it's nice. It's very homey.
2: That's what we fall in love with. It. It's kind it of our, our place. <laughs> it is. <Right. laughs> it's it's our it's our private little utopia yeah. that we get to share with everyone.
0: Yeah. And how do the boys? I know you have two boys. How old are they?
2: Six and eleven.
0: And how do they love living with a building full of animals?
1: <laughs> My, <laughs> Miles gets a little bit irritated because he says when his friends come over, they just want to see the dogs and they don't want to see him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they have it. We have it set up. They have a big play area with a swing set and they can actually go up in the clubhouse of the swing set and see the dogs playing in the play yard.
0: That has to be fun. Yeah. And you have two of your own dogs, right? Right. One of them, um, Floyd, I think is like a movie star because he's always in your, <laughs> on your, um, your Instagram. The Floyd, or your, right. Floyd, yes. is,
1: Floyd is the, the welcoming committee. He meets all of the new dogs coming in that are going to have play time to make sure that they're friendly and they're going to be okay in a group of dogs. Because he's as in your face as it gets when you are <laughs> greeting another dog.
2: And then Finn is our little troll. Both of them are yeah. rescues.
1: <laughs> yeah. Finn. Finn's kind of a troublemaker. He's a Jack Russell pit bull beagle shih tzu who tight. Has, <laughs> 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 he has a bit of an attitude problem because he's very small. <laughs> okay. so,
0: Napoleon so. syndrome. Yes. An yeah, so
2: he's the one does. that runs from side to side of yeah. the outside fence when the dogs are in the play yard. Barking and trying to start fence fighting with them.
0: <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Yeah,
2: they have they have their good own with, unique with personalities. some of the
0: dogs, but he can be a little snarky sometimes. Yeah, I, I get it. So, um, obviously, you weren't busy enough with all of this that you went and started a third business.
2: Yes. <laughs> so, talk <tell laughs> about that. Our, our pet food.
1: Right. So during during I mean during the pandemic, we both of our businesses dropped very very low. And so we wanted to start something that would go up and still, you know, flourish during a pandemic, as well as we'd been looking for some, for, you know, a dog food and some nutrition that we could recommend and feel comfortable recommending, but something that's also unique.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I'd I'd studied a lot, way, way too much into dog nutrition, (laughs) Because I had a Scottish Terrier with a lot of skin issues and just in general behavior issues happen a lot of times because of what the dog is eating. Just like if you fed a kid a bag of candy, they're not like gonna, the you're not going to want to do that before you want them to sit quietly yeah. somewhere. People, Same with the dogs. A lot of these dog foods have a lot of sugar, a lot right. of corn. A lot of fillers, right? Like right. right. People yeah. don't official, understand what's in their dog food sometimes. Right. Uh, people... And I'm learning more and more, especially after starting this dog food company, how little people understand about pet food. And I learned a lot with my dog's issues about mycotoxins and aflatoxins and what they do to the body. I mean, even for people, you don't, even though the dog food companies heat everything up and kill all the bacteria, the mold, the fungus that might have grown on the grains that are in the food, you still have those exoskeletons of all of those bacteria. And you the dog might react to those proteins.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we were looking for something that was fresher. And there's 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 dog foods out there that you can order that are frozen and you thaw them. And But people don't always have time for that. So I was looking for something really fresh that we didn't have to worry about all of those toxins being in the food and was still really nutritious. And also so, those
2: preservatives. Right. They, they're like a thick coating of preservatives. There's all too. kinds
1: of nasty things. that over is terrible. So we found this company, Pet Once, and their food. They've kind of revolutionized the way that pet food is created and distributed. So we noticed when we were because we used to feed Prom, which is a good food, and we noticed when we were getting our bags, a lot of t- like the food expires usually after two years, and the bags that we were getting were expiring. 14 months from when we got them, which means it sat there in the in the distributor warehouse for eight months. And you would never want your food to sit somewhere for eight months before you ate it. So what Pet Once does is when you order the food, they create it and get it right to you. So it doesn't go through a second party. It doesn't sit there and wait for you to order it. And their food is just the way that they make it. They're very, the ingredients are incredible. And so we switched everybody at at the pet pet resort, all the boarding dogs that don't bring their own food have been eating it, and we've seen not to be gross, but less diarrhea, less vomiting, less itching, less dandruff, and just the the dogs love it because yeah,
2: less, less shedding.
1: Dogs use dogs use their nose when they're deciding if they're going to eat something, and they can smell the food has deteriorated as it sits on the shelf. So the expiration date is when the food is no longer nutritionally complete. So your food sits there and gets less and less nutritionally complete. The dogs know that. And a lot of times people would say, I don't know, he was, he's he been eating this food. When I first opened the bag, it was fine and he was eating it. And we noticed the same thing at Barrington Pet Resort. The dogs would eat the bag of from right when we opened it. But as time went on, they wouldn't eat it anymore because it was getting less and less fresh. So with Pet Ones... It's a it's a delivery you most people do monthly, you can actually do weekly or every other every other week if you want to. but you order you put in your dog's weight, their activity level and it tells you exactly how much to order. so the food going into your dog's bowl is fresh. It's never right. sitting there for more than you know 30 days at your house and the dogs know and yep. every dog that we've had that's tried it loves it. Yep. Where is it made? Ohio
0: Yep, and then it comes in does it drop ship? Or do you guys get it and then you deliver it?
1: No, we we place our order. Like, I actually need to place an order today. And when they get our order, they order from the suppliers that make all of the ingredients for the food, so the meat. And then they create the, f- the food for us, and then it gets delivered in a truck.
2: So basically – made fresh to order. Fresh to, fresh to right, order. Yeah. Yeah, right. So by the time that it's created – and like, people don't understand that production companies will make – uh Dog food for many different brands all at the same time because it costs so much to basically start up the equipment. And they
1: make a big batch. Make
2: a big batch. So the warehouses, then th- that facility that produces it has to warehouse it for all these brand companies to come in and get their food. Then that brand company comes to get their food. Well, they have to warehouse it somewhere because they've got orders that they've got to fill down the line. Um, so by the time that the distribution process may be over. Like Rand has said, it could be a year, year and a half by the time you finally get it. We oh. actually get the fresh produced food a week after the facility has shipped it. So basically it's not sitting around, it's being bagged fresh, it's being brought to us. I would say the turnaround time by the time it's produced is maybe a week.
1: And you can tell, like when I'd notice when I open. I mean, even from is a fantastic food. But when I would open the dog food bin, it had like a sour smell, almost like, like dog puke. <laughs> it's like sour and just kind of gross smelling. When you open the dog bin with pet ones, it smells like a bakery. Really? Like,
2: it smells like the fresh food. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's.
0: Are you tempted to try it? I haven't <laughs> we, tried it. I don't know why I asked you that. <laughs> <laughs> I totally might, though.
1: We, I've tried the cookies. Yeah, We, make, yeah. we, we make, make the cookies. Yeah, we make homemade cookies <laughs> with kelp and chickpea flour, right. and they're really good.
0: Yep. And I, I'm embarrassed I asked that, but I know that sometimes animal foods are made with regular, like, people food. Yes, right. yeah, these are all If it's all not human made grade. with with weird yeah. and, right. you know, uh, artificial stuff, Right. seems like, right. Uh, I don't know. Right, yeah. the,
2: the, the, the jerky is is human grade, uh, the cookies yeah, are human eat, grade. Yeah, you can eat our jerky and
0: yep. our sweet potatoes and... Your yeah. names. And you guys make, because make, I saw something on Facebook where you had a picture, you were making the treats yeah. yourself. Yes, yes.
2: yes. We That's do to be fun, and the spa products as well, uh, different dog bombs. Um,
1: yeah, we make all the spa products. It yeah. makes the house smell super. Mosquito
2: yummy. Mosquito spray, yeah, all the, sorts the of things. The calming balm is
1: amazing. Yeah. It works on kids too.
0: I was going to ask you if it <laughs> work on works kids on, on kids too. Yeah.
2: And and with as much ice as out there, we also make a a salve, um, we, paw wax, paw wax, oh, yeah. and a healing salve uh, for any any dogs that might get heat spots or hot spots. So it's like all well.
1: natural, higher end. Mm -hmm. pet supplies. And we have a bunch of chews, too, that are all made in the USA, free range, cows, and all that good stuff. Nice.
2: And it's all located on our website at PetWants.com, Arlington Heights, and Barrington.
1: And we also educate on adding the chews to their diet and the reasons that you add the different chews. Like, a lot of times it adds Glucosamine, chondroitin. Instead of having to give a supplement, mm-hmm. you can you can give your dog a chew, and then your dog's busy for an hour, two hours. I do some videos on our Facebook page about Floyd and the different chews and how long yeah. it takes him to eat them because he's a super chewer. <laughs>
2: yeah, people didn't know they, they make what they call cheek rolls, and it's uh, made from cow cheek. Yep, cow all cheek. rolled up. <laughs> all rolled up. Wow, but they it, last a really long yeah, time. It takes, it takes Floyd like three Floyd hours to get through sitter. it. Yes. <laughs> Three hours. Right. So you if have you any- have a dog that likes to chew.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything comparable for toddlers? Right? Yes.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, so tell us more about the two of you. Is to ha- when you met, you, were, you said at um, a recording session. Yeah. And then how long before you fell in love and got married? and
2: <laughs> wow. Good to know you personally here.
0: Ah.
2: <laughs> so weird on a podcast to, to <laughs> explain <laughs> all this or to think that far back, but – yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um I'll go first. Oh no. So, we I don't were... know that I want him
1: to tell the story. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> so yes, I was at a recording session and we were recording uh, a song and we were getting ready to go to Western. It was uh Western University here in Illinois and we It was a great show um i can't remember the club that was there but um i was being prepped by all the band that this was one of their their, the best shows where people lined up around the block uh, many blocks it seemed because when we drove into town there was lots of people at this venue but randa and her friend we were downstairs in the recording studio she came down the stairs as a recording the song and i just kind of stopped what i was doing just like (laughs) had to take a second take so i kind of knew that it was, uh, th- th- there was definitely an attraction there. Um, but it wasn't until, you know, a, a few shows, a few um, times hanging out that I got to know her and learned about her love for pets and animals. I think and we
1: hung out for like a year. Yeah,
2: like a year. Yeah. <laughs> but we were friends and we were, we were best friends for five years before we even got married. But
0: really? Wow.
2: Yeah. That was my yeah, fault.
0: Because
1: <laughs> Matt was a rock star and I'd say, you know, do you want to like make some sort of commitment? Let's just take it day by day. Oh, she hates For that. For five years.
0: <laughs> well, you stuck it out. You must have really did. been into it I, though. I, I, you had the long hair and the frosted, Yes, didn't you have like yeah. long frosted hair yes. and everything you were? Long hair. Oh. Yes. But you must have dug it to hang out and <laughs> wait.
2: She saw she saw know. something in me that uh, I still have yet to see to this have day, I guess. Have you written a song about it yet? Yes. Yeah. I wrote her a song yeah. for our wedding.
0: Oh, yep. my gosh. That's so nice. Yeah. Oh, he sang it at our wedding.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the title? Walk on Water.
0: Okay. I thought maybe, Randa, thanks for waiting so long.
2: Yeah. Probably should have been,
0: <laughs> hey, Let's take it day, day by, by day. day. <laughs> should have been the title. There's, you know? there's,
2: there's a song somewhere in the works for that one, for
0: sure. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yes. And you said, and your boys are musical? Yes. Yes, yes. What are they into?
1: Uh, Miles has just started beginning band this year, playing the trombone. He wanted to play the saxophone, but they're not doing the saxophone for beginner band. So he started on trombone. He's been wanting to start on the piano, too.
2: Yeah, he's really he's really catching on, too. He's, he sounds yeah, great. Yeah, he's
0: good with the yeah. trombone. And you say Dylan's a singer? Dylan is a singer. Dylan is a singer, is a singer. <laughs> yes.
2: Dylan, Dylan's got the chops. He, he can sing st- songs uh, note for note.
0: Have you had any duets yet with him?
2: Not yet, but uh, I keep telling him it's like he's he's writing his own songs, and I keep saying as soon as Daddy has some time, we're gonna we're gonna record those. Oh, you need to make the time. He likes to
1: be the center of attention for sure. Miles is more, you know, laid back and less wanting
0: to be in front of the crowd, but Dylan loves it. (laughs) <laughs> you could to do that and then put him on instagram and youtube or, or because everyone's watching those right right, right. Yeah. he wants yeah. to have
2: totally his does. own youtube channel so we have all yeah, these plans and he's, plans he he and work. And he's yes. six yeah he's, he's six, six. <laughs> yeah his his favorite youtubers he miles has his favorite youtubers and dylan has his favorite youtubers so
1: yeah miles's new thing is he's big into drawing and
2: yeah. cartooning yeah. Yeah, illustration
0: he, he wants to either be a cartoonist or a Video game designer. Yes. Okay, well, that's that sounds like fun. <laughs> and then um, for relaxation, aside from living at your job, what do you do to get away and to get some just some time away from
2: work? Camping. Yes, lots of camping.
1: Yeah, lots of time at the lake, kayaking.
2: Yep. We yeah. we, uh, we found a place uh, last, I guess, two years ago, and last year kind of... Bought a little piece of property at the lake, so we can get away from the resort every we once like in a hiking while. hiking, too. Like, we yes. travel
1: around to different state parks, take the dogs hiking. And yeah, that's a lot of Outdoorsy.
0: Fun. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to get out there in nature, and especially yeah. with what's happening in COVID, people right. more people are getting out right. into, like, right. isolated areas. Yes,
1: it's, like, impossible to get a campsite anywhere right now. Yes. Like, we didn't even get to go last year because it was so... They were already taken by the time we knew what days we were able to get yeah. away.
0: So have you already reserved for like later this year? We bought a
2: piece of property because we yeah. got tired of trying to reserve. Well, I guess it's rented, but it, you know, yeah, it, the guess. lake
0: with the beach. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds like a, a nice way to, to spend your
1: time. A little, you know. dump, a little dumpy trailer. We like it. <laughs> I know you keep on asking about home the away for home. the music home away too, home.
2: but with three three businesses, <laughs> it's kind of hard to balance He's that. He still
1: writes um, at night though. Yes. Yeah. Do you go out and
0: sing to the dogs?
2: No, not yet.
1: We do have one of our kennel techs that sings to them when they're getting their yes. baths.
0: I've done, I've caught
1: her yes, a she's few awesome. times. Yeah.
0: Okay. So uh, this weekend, any big plans for the weekend? No, it's. But we usually go to my mom's on Sunday
1: just to have dinner and the kids get to be with their cousins, but it's going to snow again, so I don't. Really? No. Yeah. I think it's going to snow on Sunday. Oh,
0: I'm tired of snow. I know. I really am. I'm I know going.
2: everybody's ready for spring. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. so ready too.
1: Super fun to shovel dog kennels or yeah, was stuff. to the, the winter,
2: them. the winter at, at the resort is brutal. Yeah. Because all the dogs have to get outside first, but you have to shovel the runs first. So before the they can. dogs love it. Yeah. yeah. They know, love playing in the big we yard. There's some
1: awesome video of the dogs playing when it
0: first snows. And do you it's put still them on, on Facebook or where do you, where can people see we,
2: them? Uh, on barritonpetresort.com, we have the Floyd Cam. It was, yeah, we have a GoPro that we we put
0: on
1: Floyd. (laughs) It is awesome, and a dog harness
2: that's specifically fit for the GoPro. he wears the GoPro, yes. So you actually have a real interaction and know what it's like to be a dog. And at Dog at Barrington Yeah, we post a lot
1: of videos on our, our Facebook page too of the dogs playing a lot of our dog day school program because we have a program where they can come to play, but they're also practicing their commands with the trainer there for owners who don't have time to practice every day. And sometimes they're learning new things, too, depending on what their, their training right. background yeah, that is. That
0: sounds great. Randa. I think that you have an eye for photography because I see all these cool pictures of Floyd, like I said, and you catch him with the most funny faces, like the most bizarre. A lot
1: of that is our kennel technicians and our enrichment oh counselors. Yeah. yeah. They're hilarious. So everyone who comes, they all get a report card every day. And so they're getting pictures like that of their dogs.
0: They must love it. The owners must love that. Yeah, they do.
1: Especially when you're, you know, if you're sitting at work and you're stuck in a cubicle and you get a picture of your dog flying through the air. We had a great one today with a dog flying yes. through the air out in the snow.
2: I don't even know. He, I think he was leaping for a snowball or something. So they're, but he was, they're working
1: amazing. so that they can pay for their dog to live their best life. You know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and we have events too that we're starting to to yeah, do there just, at the resort too. We just too.
1: had Valentine's Day. Yeah. It was so fun. We had it's like do? a
2: kissing booth, um, photo backdrop. Yeah, that I we
0: saw could... the Floyd. Yes, yeah. Did yeah. you get a lot of kisses <laughs> This is from you, probably <laughs> yeah. right? Yes, we do. <laughs> we get lots of kisses <laughs> all day, <laughs> lots all day long. Yeah. and you have events at your location though. So you you have one right. coming up in April.
1: Yeah, we have Hug Your Dog Day is coming up. I think it's April 10th, and that's going to be like an outdoor. Event we're gonna have some vendors there so that people can come and talk to us. There's gonna be some dogs up for adoption. I think that Illinois Short Hair Rescue is gonna bring some of their dogs too instead of because we usually have a bunch of puppies for our adoption events. Yeah, the last that's, one we had
2: 25 puppies, and I. Th- I believe what, that's April 10th, of them hug them Found Your homes? Dog Day. Yeah,
1: and we'll have we'll have our green screen there to do a photo booth too. How fun! Yeah.
2: Yeah, we're going to do um, St. Patrick's Day.
0: Yeah, we're having a St. Patrick. We're making on dog beer. March
2: 17th <laughs> dog beer and treats. <laughs> yep. and, and photo sh- session. So,
0: so what yeah. do you put in dog beer? Not your whole res- secret recipe, but what is it? Like What's water? In the dog and- beer? It's beef broth. It's beef broth, and molasses. molasses,
2: and a couple other ingredients that make it just too tasty to turn down.
0: <laughs> oh, how fun. Yeah. Yeah. And you, is it going to be green? Like.
2: We, <laughs> Do you have I, I did think about doing I that. Didn't even think about I'm, green a, I'm here. afraid that when the dogs know about the
0: go food home, <laughs> <coloring>. <laughs> might have some
1: green poop. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess that happens. I had a coworker who said her, her, her kid had eaten like all the blue frosting one time yeah. for a cake. Right. And she's like, she knew who ate it by, <laughs> yep. you know, what happened later. I'm Like, okay. <laughs>
2: Just uh, being funny. there at the right time,
0: yep, right. absolutely. Well, I don't want to take up much more of your time. I know you have things to do, and it's Friday. Woohoo! We all have the <laughs> Friday, yeah. yeah. And uh, your boys have been great. Your boys are sitting outside the studio playing with my son while we get this done. The building hasn't caught on fire, so no. I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, I think we're. I think we're good. So it's been great talking to you guys. I appreciate it. Um, why don't you give us your uh, your phone number? How they can contact you and talk to you about this? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: They can reach us at Barrington Pet Resort at 847-381-6009. They can also reach out if they need pet sitting or dog walking services starting up because eventually we are going to get back to normal and we're looking forward to that. But um, they can reach us at 847-381-0829. And then they can also reach out to us at Wants at PetWants.com forward slash Arlington Heights. Or petwants.com forward slash Barrington. and that I believe that phone number is eight four seven three eight one zero nine six four. How'd I do? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I think <you> good.
0: <laughs> and, and the pet resort, you're at Ten Hillside Drive in Lake Barrington. Yes. Right,
1: right. And we do if they if they live outside of Barrington, we do have a dog bus too. Yes. So really? if they don't want to get hair and drool in their car you and go out and eat. pick them up, yes.
0: Yes, we
2: you also do. have free delivery for the dog and food. Free service delivery too, for all for the pet supplies too. So. so we have we're getting ready to wrap the van. But um, it's it's a uh, dog bus for the resort and delivery service for pet once.
0: Okay, yeah. I know that your license plates are with the animals, and yours cracks me up because isn't yours tail chaser? tail chaser, Her, tail is, chaser yeah, one. Tail, tail chaser. chaser one, yeah. Do you get a lot of funny looks on that? I do, I do. I've had, some, tail? <laughs> I've had some
1: strange interactions at gas stations. That's
2: pretty funny. Yeah, that's, that's funny that you mentioned that. that the, the creed and motto of our our company is chasing a better world one tail at a time. So when you said chasing tails, you, that's, you're right close. on the spot. We
1: are. We're trying to improve the pet industry. There's a lot of people that are in it for the wrong reasons, and we're in it to to help dogs live their best lives. We want to help them have better interactions with their family. We want them to feel comfortable and safe when their family is traveling, and we want them to have the best nutrition available.
0: Well, absolutely. I think Barrington is better off for you being here, Aww. and I think that Thank the you. people who the, your your clients must be thrilled to have you. I know that you know we we don't have any animals in our home right now. My son has al- my son has allergies, and before he was born, we traveled a lot. So when our cat passed, we just never got a new one because it wasn't fair, you know. And you could right. board him, I guess. I, obviously, you're a boarding place, but and I'm talking so close to the microphone. Sorry, <laughs> you just- uh, but being a boarding house, you want that, but um we just didn't have the time for it. We were both working full time and we weren't right. going to be there. And we know someday we'll probably get a dog because my son really wants one. And I'm thinking as he gets older, maybe he'll kind of outgrow more of the allergies or we'll get ones that don't um, produce the allergies. Yes. And Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But I think that the people would be happy to know that you're here. You're offering such a Personal service.
1: We love what we do for sure. We, do. we feel a... very, very grateful that we get to yeah, we're very blessed. We get to spend time with everybody's dogs. Yes. <laughs> it's unreal sometimes. Yeah, well that's it. And, awesome.
2: and one of the things that I'd like to add that we just know we're in the right place sometimes because the dogs that come to our resort, they're actually pulling their owners up the driveway. And so when we see that, we kind of know that, that we're doing the right, we're, we're feeling the right vibes. We we feel like we found the right place. And when these dogs acknowledge it themselves, we always tell them, a dog can't lie.
1: We have a couple of clients who, who say that their dog likes us better than them and shuns <laughs> them when they come to pick them up. Like, they'll turn and try to go back in the building. And it's fun. Yeah. We they, they have a lot of fun at, at yeah. the and they do. Pet Resort. And we have a lot our, of fun we with have them. A, we have some great, great team members that help.
0: Well, it's good to know. Well, this has been fun. I hope you've had fun. Yeah, absolutely. And Matt, I'm going to put you on the spot because you were a DJ, right? <laughs> you were you were a radio DJ in Texas. And what was your stage name or radio name? What do they call it? I don't know.
2: Austin Crow. Austin yes. Crow.
0: And how often do you tease him about that, Randa? <laughs> All the time. I I would too. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Yeah, every every Friday, I'd be, you're listening to the Red Hot 100.1 KIXR with Austin Crow spending another 20 minutes of hits coming your way.
0: That was awesome. All right. So why don't you lead us out here? How's that? As a radio DJ. Yes. Yeah, and the show. And the show.
2: Wow. <laughs> I told you. I put you on the spot. are listening to another wonderful podcast with Jennifer Falet. And I forgot the name of your radio program. So oh, just, the Barrington area. The Barrington, Barrington area banter. Barrington- oh, this is Barrington area banter with Jennifer Falet.
0: Or Falet. Falet. Yeah. See? Filet. Actually, every ex, every <laughs> every in law in my family says my last name different. We have we have like the um, uh, falat. Uh, wh- now I can't falat, and then we just say falat. We're the blue collar in the family, so we're just falat. The <laughs> other people are falat and falat, which probably I wish I would like better actually than falat, but it is what it is. So.
2: Well, anyway. Jennifer, thank you so much for having us. We thank really you. enjoy this time, and
0: I hope you did great. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.